朋友们，大家好。Hello, friends. Welcome to Spiritual Wai Mai. 欢迎来到属灵外卖 ，delivering the spiritual food to you wherever you are. 无论你在何处，我们为你速递属天灵粮。This spiritual Wai Mai is a part of a series entitled "Mission Accomplished: The Mission of Jesus Christ, as Told by Matthew and Now Lived Out by You and Me." The test. The Pharisees found a moment to test Jesus with a controversial issue. Have you ever had a friend or family member test your faith with a controversy? How did you handle a tough question? Matthew chapter nineteen verses three to six. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, "Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason?" Haven't you read? He replied, "That at the beginning the Creator made them male and female." And said, "For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate." It seems that divorce has been a controversial and difficult issue for thousands of years. It was so controversial then that John the Baptist lost his life over it. The question does not go out of style. It is a serious situation that modern people face just as much as ancient people: how to keep a faithful and healthy marriage. In these few sentences, Jesus spoke some ancient truths about marriage that still stand today in our modern world. He did not come up with some new opinions or commentary on how marriage should be in the current culture. His answer came from the ancient scripture. He used God's word and God's original design of marriage to answer this tricky question. Number one, at the beginning of time, God created men and women different from each other. Number two, men are to leave their birth family and create a new family with their wife. Upon becoming adults, men shall rise up to lead their own families rather than depend on their parents. Number three, the man and the woman are to be united, equal, and different parts coming together to become one person. Number four, the couple becomes a new unit and should not be separated. The answer Jesus gave was looking at how God intended things to be, not how they were. The Pharisees were not satisfied with his answer and quickly brought up Moses to either trap Jesus or defend their own opinion that divorce was okay. Matthew chapter nineteen verses seven to nine. Why then they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard, but. It was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another woman, commits adultery. The Pharisees brought up one of the laws from Moses that permitted divorce, but Jesus's answer had already covered this when he said, "Haven't you read in the beginning?" The beginning came far before Moses. God's original plan for marriage did not change. Jesus then pointed out that it was the hard-heartedness of people that pushed Moses to give them a means to legally end marriages. Moses's law actually protected women. Before this, men would just abandon their wives, leaving them with no way to legally move on with their lives. So the divorce certificate might not have been permission for the men, to, men but actually protection for the women. Jesus pointed out the root problem of this controversial issue. It was a hard heart. Can you imagine a hard heart in marriage? 
stubborn, unkind, unfaithful, unloving, cold, unresponsive. If the heart becomes hard in marriage, what can be done? If someone finds himself with a hard heart in marriage, it is time to remember Jesus' words. What was the original intention of marriage? That two people would become one flesh and build a new family. A heart can be changed, but it must be willing to be changed. And Jesus is the one who can make a hard heart soft again. Jesus' disciples had been listening to this conversation with much interest. And at the end, they decided that if marriage truly must last a lifetime, it would just be too hard. Matthew chapter 19, verses 10 to 12. The disciples said to him, If this is the situation between a husband and wife, it is better not to marry. Jesus replied, Not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others, and there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. It is true, marriage is hard. So is the single life. Jesus actually said that the single life is best for some people, but this is also a hard life. He mentioned three kinds of people. Those who were biologically are not able to reproduce. Those who have been medically changed. In ancient times, the king would sometimes castrate servants, especially those who oversaw all of the wives and concubines in a harem. And those who have chosen to live a single life to serve in God's kingdom. Whether single or married, this area of our lives can be difficult, but it is possible to live a godly life as a faithfully married person and as a single person as well. This discussion with Jesus, the Pharisees and disciples got a little uncomfortable at the end, and it seemed that the disciples began to wonder if marriage was a good thing or not. Just then, some families approached Jesus with their children, and the disciples did not like it. But Jesus loved it. Matthew chapter 19, verses 13 to 15. Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. This controversial discussion came to an end with the interruption of children. The disciples were irritated with these little people, but Jesus called them to himself. I wonder if, as he blessed these little children, he thanked God for the families and the marriages that produced these wonderful little lives. I can't help but think was delighted with this beautiful image. After the uncomfortable discussion about marriage and the disciples and Pharisees' doubts about the value of marriage, here came the fruit of faithful marriages, children, children who were the future generation and a reminder that God's kingdom belongs to those with childlike faith. Marriage is hard, marriage is valuable. How can you have a lifelong faithful marriage? It begins by choosing wisely who your marriage partner will be. Number one, look for a spouse in the family of God. God makes it clear that Christians should marry others who also believe in Jesus Christ. If Jesus is the center of your life, he should also be the center of your marriage. Therefore, do not look outside of the family of God for your match. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 and 15 
Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Number two, ask for help. Ask Christian friends to introduce you to their friends. Be bold to let older spiritual brothers and sisters know that you're looking for a godly partner and ask them to help you. When you meet someone that interests you, introduce them to your spiritual mentors. Ask mentors for their feedback and especially their prayers. Do the authorities in your life, such as parents, pastors, mentors, think that this person is a good match for you? Whenever I have been in a serious relationship, I've always involved my parents and my spiritual mentors. I value their opinion and rely on them to help me better understand the relationship. For I know that when we're in, we are in romantic relationships, sometimes our vision is a little blurred by infatuation. I have always taken their advice seriously, even if it is not what I wanted to hear. Proverbs 19 verse 20 Listen to advice and accept discipline, and at the end you will be counted among the wise. Number three, get to know someone's true character. When you meet new people, be open-minded. Don't make a quick decision to say no to someone before you really get to know them. At the same time, if there is someone you are interested in, don't let your imagination take over and create a picture in your mind of what you think this person is like or what your fairy tale future might be with them. Instead, get to know the truth about people you meet by carefully observing their actions and note the kinds of relationships they have with their family members and friends. This will tell you a lot about what is in the heart of the person you're admiring. 1 Samuel chapter 6, verse 7b The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Number 4. Sincerely seek the Lord Take time to seriously fast and pray. Ask the Lord to bring His choice of a partner to you. Also, ask Him to open your eyes and heart to His choice. When you meet someone that you are interested in, guard your heart and ask God to lead you step by step. Do not depend on small signs such as, If God does this, then I know this is the man I will marry. Or, If she says this, then she will be my wife. These small signs are nothing to base a huge decision on. Rather, diligently seek the Lord over time and ask for His clear and peaceful revelation. Proverbs 19, verse 21 Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. The Ultimate Test When you meet someone that you think might be your future husband or wife, here is a test that you can use to reveal your own heart. The ultimate question for men. Could I love this woman as Christ loved the church? Could I sacrifice everything I have, including my life, for her? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. The ultimate question for women. Could I submit to this man and fully respect him? Could I lean on him and follow his leading for the rest of my life? Colossians chapter 3 verse 18 Wives, submit yourself to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. It is not promised that marriage would be an easy thing, but it is blessed by the Lord, and with God's help, it can be an incredible blessing in your life.
Thanks for having some spiritual limeye with us. 感谢你今天属灵外卖。We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. 希望你喜欢，令你满足。And we hope you come back for some more. 期待你再次回来。We love ya. 我们爱你哟、哦。